ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम माय बाउ टू द लॉर्ड वसुदेवा जॉय टू यू फ्रेंड्स वी टॉकिंग अबाउट द एडवाइस दैट कृष्ण इज गिविंग टू अर्जुना to fight the battle with his own lower self this is what the real battle is all about it's not just the outward battle but it's true in a worldly way too and it is certainly true that there are righteous wars there are uh times when it's necessary to uh defend what is true and uh i remember one time i was a part of self realization fellowship then and i was loyal to it after my guru's passing they were not loyal to me but that's another story at this time there was a speaker who had come from india and srf had sponsored his coming and he was giving a talk in a large auditorium and so we were all there all the monks and nuns of of the community and there was a woman in the, in the uh, row behind me who was uh, saying i don't know why he accepted the invitation of this crummy outfit and she went on talking against srf and against all the things i'd given my life to and she was surrounded by srf members without knowing it well afterwards every one of those people left and didn't say anything i stood in wait for her i wasn't going to let her get away with that i didn't beat her up i didn't insult her i just said what do you know about what you're saying and i finally after grilling her and telling her i know from experience and you don't know So what right have you got to say I stood up for what I believed in and I believe in standing up for what I believe in so whatever your your um belief system is now I've been deeply hurt by them and I have to admit that I feel that they've gotten away from what Yogananda wanted but uh I'm loyal to them as I can be in other words they don't give me love but I do give them love they try to destroy me I try to support them as I can but I have to tell people also what i know and i don't think they're being fair to the truth in certain ways it's not my purpose to go into that here except to speak what i said to begin with the importance of loyalty now what have you got to be loyal to well krishna is taking that up here he's saying be loyal to an, an experience that truth is an experience it's not just a belief people can believe many things they can believe the world is made of green cheese but it isn't when people went there at least they didn't gorge themselves on it and it the world isn't flat although people used to believe that it is and so our ideas about god our ideas about hell our ideas about life after death so many of them are based on on uh, fallacies really There's a absolutely beautiful movie called Green Pastures it's about black people in the south and an idea that some of them would hold about god and heaven and it's perfectly charming because it's completely true to what they knew and what they could understand from their experience and god i'm sure will come to you according to your level of experience you don't have to say well uh i don't yet know the absolute he will come to you wherever you are and it's so wonderful to think how this infinite god can be so childlike as to come to a little child 
and greet it in its terms. So anyway, here in the Bhagavad Gita, in the 29th stanza of the second chapter, some people behold the soul in amazement. Others describe the experience of it as marvelous. Still others, hearing it, listen and proclaim it wonderful. Now these are the different ways, some of them, there are many ways, that God can be experienced. Some see a light, and they know that that light is something uh, more subtle than this physical body. So they've got something to cling to, something that is a positive experience that this physical world is not the ultimate reality. Some people behold it and marvel, um, describe the experience of it as marvelous. This is wisdom. Some people, through wisdom, they understand this just has to be the truth. This is what I'm giving you here in these talks. I'm giving you wisdom. These truths are incontrovertible. And the more you face them, the more you think about them, the more you realize, well, this makes sense. And nothing else does make sense. And it's what led me to realize that finally what I wanted was love and calmness and bliss. And then it also says that uh, others hearing it listen and proclaim it wonderful. We see that cosmic, vi that cosmic reality also is a vibration, the vibration of Om, the Holy Ghost. Ghost is sort of breath, and that breath which covers, which blows over the sea and creates the waves of uh, vibration of manifested existence. This is Om. And in deep meditation, if you will listen, especially inside the right ear, it's interesting that scientists have said that there's a point above the right ear in the brain, which if it's stimulated will create psychic experiences and you will hear things and so on psychically. The extent to which this is true, I have not investigated. But it's certainly so that the yogis will always give a mantra diksha, mantra initiation into the right ear. So listen in the right ear, even though you hear sounds in the left. Listen to whatever sound you hear and you'll hear more and more. And we've gone into that to some extent in these talks. But when you hear the Om, it is absolutely blissful. You'll know when you hear that. I could listen to this for eternity and never get tired of it because it's your own self. You can hear a Beethoven symphony or the most beautiful music that you've ever imagined. And after a while, your senses will get tired of you. You'll say, turn it off. I can't stand it anymore. This sound is not like that. You'll never get tired of it. When you hear it, it just thrills your whole being. And the thing is that it is your whole being. It's the vibration of who you are. So these are experiences which, once you've had them, then you know this is the direction I want to go. Then you'll know that anything that takes me in that way will be a right action. Anything that takes me away from that will be a, right a, a wrong action. So Krishna is giving Arjuna ways to discriminate, to know which side to fight on and which soldiers to uh, do battle with and to battle against. And then this same stanza ends with another statement. Still others hearing it listen and proclaim it wonderful. Then he says, the rest, even if they hear all about it, comprehend it not at all. So you have to be uh, prepared for the fact that most people won't have experiences. They don't want them. They're only thinking in terms of beer and potatoes and beef and all the things. I'm just ex 
exemplifying them only, but they think of this world. And the things that will give you what you want in the world are those things that take you out into the world, aren't they? <clears throat> so what will, <clears throat> what will take you more out? Well, reacting to it. And your reactions will involve pleasure, pain, anger, not so much forgiveness, but uh, jealousy, greed, envy, pride, lust, selfishness, all the things that we find. All of these, if you don't know anything about something higher, they won't, they, you won't have a rudder. Your ship will wander just on, in all directions. And you'll never come to shore. So you need the experience. You need the example of experience. And that's what Krishna is saying here. If you don't understand it at all, then what's the use? Most people, and this I have found to my great regret in life, I can give people all the reasons in the world to live rightly. But if they don't think that way, if they don't see it, if they haven't experienced the need for it, they just say, as a brother of mine said, it may be very interesting, but I'm just not interested. So think in terms of those experiences you've had in your life that tell you, this brought me happiness, that did not compare. When I gave to somebody, wasn't I happier than when I took from somebody? Bit by bit, by going through your experience of life, you will come to know which will take you upward and which will take you downward. Joy to you.